Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to our podcast. This is Nikki Rapp and Brittany Lee, and welcome to week three of Manifest Her. Okay, Nikki Rapp, I thought we changed your name. Oh my gosh, who am I? I don't even know. There's so much going on. (laughs) I feel like Nikki Rapp is more like, fits you more. I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out. I'm Nikki, Dimitri. Best for you. I'm Nikki Dimitri on socials, uh, but if this is your first time tuning in with us, welcome, first of all, but the name joke going on is I am a woman of many names and mysteries and <laughs> all the way back. I think it formed way, way back to like my bartending days. And it used to be so fun. I used to be a coyote ugly bartender. And every night when we would go to our till, you know, my nickname is actually Nikki, which comes from my middle name, Nikia. And so on my till, I'd be like slick Nick, Nick at night, slick when wet, right? And all this. And so when we were actually auditioning to become coyotes, I was nicknamed slick. And so I would play between slick and Nick and all these things. And I think it way has followed me that I go by all these many, many names at work. And my first name is Arion, which is hard. And I think that confuses people. So then I'm like, oh, it's fine. Just call me Nikki. Yeah. But then they're like, well, where does Nikki come from? <laughs> I didn't know that that's where Slick came from. I knew that you were, did Coyote Ugly. I feel like you should tell that story of how you did that. That's so cool. I loved I that should, movie when I was young. Because I actually just came across pictures. And I'm going <gasps> to send them to you. And we can put them on okay. the Okay. Yeah. They're hard to find because this was before I've never seen pictures. Like, yeah. I'm so happy find. you found some. <laughs> Back in my day, back in my <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I had to find proof and like photos of when I did this and I was badass. So like, yeah. all right, here's a little story. Coyote Ugly, if anyone doesn't know, it's a movie. Originally, it was a bar in New York and it was founded by two young ladies, super hot. And they were working for another bar and one was like, I can do this better than this bar. And her friend left with her. They started Coyote Ugly, became a huge hit. They launched a movie that featured Tyra Banks as one of the main stars. Way back in like the 90s or something. This was like (laughs) so long ago. And it became a hit. And so everyone loved Tyra. And it's where the girls are super sexy. It's a saloon type Western. You blow fire and you hop on the bar and you dance. And if anybody asks for water, you squirt them with it. You don't serve water in that bar and you drink with them and you can out drink your customers and all this like really raunchy type stuff back then for a woman kind of coming into her power. So it just took off like wildfire. And so once the movie went, they went around the United States and started opening up a bunch of franchises and everyone could buy in. And then the country music channel was filming it. So it was a reality show. And so they came through, I was living in Panama City, Panama City, and I was, uh, my ex was Air Force and we were based at Tyndall Air Force Base. And so they came through Panama City Beach. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, should I try this? What, what? (laughs) (laughs) And it was a little intimidating because way back then I didn't really listen to country. To be honest, not too much. My ex was more of a rock and I grew up on soul and Motown and R&B and hip hop and all of that. Country wasn't a whole lot in my jam and rock just like a tad, you know? And so I go out, I'm like, whatever. I was, you know, gonna put on my cloak of confidence and I go to this and it's televised and there's hundreds of girls, Brittany, like hundreds, it's a big deal. All filming. How many girls of color? Two. Me. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, okay. I mean, they got to pick one of us is how I took it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They got to have one. There's no way they can say no to both. (laughs) Token black. Token black. I got to be one. So I just like, and I did not, now prior to me auditioning, getting on this little reality show, 
I wanted to bartend and I had waitressing skills a little bit, but mostly like I had worked in an office. I didn't have a whole lot, like zero bartending, little bit of waitressing, you know? I'm like, I'm gonna just sell them on this, right? Because their deal was dancing and personality and like owning your power. And so sure perfect enough, for you. Was there, and they're building the bar as you're doing it. All this is going on, you know, bars going up, you're getting televised. And it was like three rounds. And so first round they go through, it's just like a little interview. Do, 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 do. Who are you? Kiki, kiki, kiki. You know, <laughs> I sell them on that. And they're like, well, have you bartended? No, but I'm a hell of a dancer. What, what? So they already was like, okay, like we're feeling this chick. <laughs> made it to round two. They made some cuts and like each round they kind of make cuts and couple girls home, you know. Round two, you go inside the bar. They play live music. They're like, this is the freestyle dancing. You just gonna get out there and dance. What? Oh, you done said you got the this. <laughs> word. Oh, <laughs> this is mine right now. What I was a born and raised. I came out the womb dancing. Like dancing has always been my jam. Yeah. And so I owned it. Now remember, I just started this with. It's. I didn't really listen to country or rock, but it didn't matter. Dancing was my power and I knew that and I owned it. So it didn't matter what they put on. I could rock them hips, I could move it, you know, and the owner was falling in love more and more. Like, okay, she's about to be one of the top girls, like feeling my energy and my charisma. Boom, they made a big cut. They cut like half the girls. Boom, girls were crying, crying, crying. There's a big club in Panama City Beach. I don't know if it's there anymore, but back then it was the largest light nightclub in the USA. It's called Club La Vila. And they would film hip hop videos like Little Kim filmed a video there, all these bad concerts. It was like a three level nightclub, but three big levels, not like little tiny, like three mm -hmm. ginormous. And it, each level would play like different music. And it was kind of the first of its kind too. So we went to Club La Vila. You go home, get your sexy clothes on, right? Come back tonight, we're doing this live. We're gonna pick the final crew to open this bar. Boom, did that, went back. They had like a final dance down, all this. Made the cut, live there, all televised. And then they're like, okay, you come back next day and they're televising the whole thing. And it's a two week crash course. You have to learn there were choreographed dances to certain songs. You gotta learn all those steps, step by step by step. You have to learn how to bartend if you don't and learn all the drinks. You gotta learn, you know, the style, the bar, the history, like so much in two weeks. And so even that, a lot of girls were kind of crumbling. You had to go out, buy some cowboy boots. I'm like, mm -hmm. cowboy, I didn't know how to buy <laughs> Picture me. Can I buy some cowboy boots? I'm from New York. No. <laughs> from the Upper East Coast, PA. Like, I did not. So I had to go out, buy some cowboy, because it's a certain look, you know, mm -hmm. get all the things. And you had to learn how to dance in those cowboy boots, which was another skill as well. Yeah, it is. And boom. And I was getting the dancing. And so as well, I was getting it all, but obviously the dancing was my like strongest. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay, grand opening night. We're only gonna pick certain bartenders, the strongest of the strong that get to open. Then we're gonna bring in our top girls from our bars in New York, our OG bars that are making all the money right now help you show you you know it's grand opening we're bringing in the og women you know that open the real bars because remember i said all of these are spinoffs they're franchises mm -hmm. so they're like we're bringing in the real deal that caused the movie and all of that you got to meet them and things like that so you really wanted to work grand opening night yeah. and they would tell us as we're training which at first you're kind of bummed out they're like your girls are gonna have to split your tips and you're like what? Nah, that's some bull jump. Yeah. You know? 
They're like, no, trust me. Like all the girls that we picked, every guy has his type. It was a very well-planned bar. You each have different strengths. You each have different skills and uniqueness, and it's going to work together cohesively on different nights of the week and different things, right? Mm -hmm. And you build. And I'll be darned if they weren't right. And we became this sisterhood, and it was one of my favoriteest jobs ever. I promise I you, became this sisterhood of working. You learned how to build, you know, and we were in there. Their thing is you had, like, bras on the ceiling. It was a woman's bar they let us know this is your bar anyone that comes through those doors it's yours and they enforced it and i felt very powerful in that i felt very confident very sexy like all the things and i remember going home and gathering up some old bras i could part with you know bringing all your old bras girl we gotta get it <laughs> Be up there whipping our bras on the ceiling to get it furnished you know that's awesome. It was amazing. And I got picked for grand opening and the owner, the OG people came down. I got to feel the vibe and the original lady named me Slick. So that's where Slick came from. And I'm like, cause I was whipping the things and doing the dances and who that bar, especially back then we were open till like 4 a.m. And it had to be like 2 a.m. And she saw it starting to hit me and she laughed. She was like, I ain't slick. <laughs> you got this. Come on. <laughs> That's late. And that was my name. And I became a legacy. Our photo. Anyone. You can go into the Panama City Beach Coyote Ugly Bar. My photo is on the wall. We are the original crew. We started and opened and birthed that bar. They knew me across. I could go to any coyote within. I remember going into a San Antonio, Texas bar, and they knew me and slid me a free drink. I was like, what the what? That's and awesome. this was years later, Brittany. Yeah, this was like so after. Cool. Are the coyote so, ugly bars still open? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. still open. We should go. Kind of that would be so fun. You know, obviously they were a lot hotter when the movie first came out. Yeah. You know, like that. But they're definitely still a thing. They're nationwide. There's one in Vegas. You know, they didn't know me no more. But <laughs> <laughs> I was a legend for a while. I was a lead girl. I was the dance captain. I taught all the new girls that came in every dance every everything it was very empowering i loved that bar and we made yeah. money oh i bet me did we they had strippers wanting to be coyote that's how much money we made they had wow. uh, Hooters girls wanting to be coyote they had everybody coming in there like y'all hiring nah we got it that's so cool <laughs> especially down. like back then it wasn't super normal for women to be like so empowered and like having a space like that that's so cool i love that it so much it was very new it was very groundbreaking and i didn't understand a whole lot you know like obviously we delve a lot more into power now but i knew it felt good yeah you know it felt empowering and it felt like the sisterhood and all the juicy things you know i'd go in that was the first time i would go somewhere by myself and go out you know, if I wanted to just hang out, I could go into my own bar on my night all. You know, it was my bar. Security, yeah. bar back, owner, manager, right? Everybody got me. I'm cool. You That's know? cool. It was an anytime, amazing. Yeah, anytime you do something with just a, like a bunch of women, I feel like it's just the energy is unreal. I never, I feel oh like it's only been more in the last couple of years. I think TikTok has made me see it more of just like how women are and how we come together. When in the past, it's been like women against women and everyone thought that's how yes. it was, but it's yes. not like that anymore. Yes. I love and that's it. Sad. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of that is society and conditioning, you know, that's what they want. You can make they whomever you choose, mm -hmm. right? But that's what they want. They realize our power. Yeah. They realize the energy and the strength and everything that we have inside. We create life as yes. women. That is a powerful, 
powerful things. So imagine us coming together. We have ideas and things inside of us, and we hold it all inside. But when they take that away and they divide us and make us feel less than or they turn us against each other, you know, that's how we lose out, you know, because we start feeding into that and think we got to be catty or compare, you know, or why is she better than me or jealous or... You know, no, we don't need to be. No. There's enough for all of us. Yep. We can all support each out. other, and it's great. That yes. reminds me, I have to tell you something about someone that I dated, but I didn't date, but I talked to. But first, I have to do this because my water's getting cold. But I got the tea so that I can taste tea every week. This one has I'm eight gross. different flavors. I've never made tea before. So I'm going to tell you the kinds that I have and tell me which one I should try because I have no idea. And then while it's like so making, gross. then I'll tell you my story. Okay, so I have decaffeinated breakfast tea, green tea with jasmine, organic chamomile, lemon and orange, Earl Grey, mm. organic peppermint, English breakfast tea, or awesome. Assam? A-S-S-A-M. How do you say that? I would do like an Earl Grey. No, not first. Not first. I would do the peppermint. You'll like that. I don't like peppermint. I think that's the one I'll like the least. Girl. <laughs> I know. Any other. I feel know. like maybe green tea with jasmine. Is that good? Okay, jasmine, yeah. It sounds good. Okay. Let me open it. I have no idea how to make but this. So I just put the... Sleepy, so. Let me see what's in here. Calm. Okay. Then I don't want to try that. What do I... Do I pull on this or I leave the paper like that? No, do that when you're ready to go to bed. Just pull it off a little Wait, bit. Wait, this is green tea with jasmine. So it can dip. Hmm. Okay, so pull it off. And then just put it in the water? Yeah, and it'll steep up. I would okay. sweeten it, though. How too. long do I have to... Oh, well, I don't have anything to sweeten it, so... It's like just going to be straight tea. What do you put... Okay, <laughs> there. I had to get that started because my water is getting cold. If you're doing healthier, do like honey or agave. Okay. Or you could just put sugar. I'm gonna have to buy some stuff. But okay, well that seeps. Anyway, so you saying that, it just reminded me like maybe two years ago, I don't know how long it's been since I've been on Tinder. Last time I was on Tinder, it was a long time ago. Um, I matched with this guy and we were talking and I mentioned that I did TikToks and he like, got super quiet, wasn't really saying anything. And then he said after that, he was like, after thinking about it, I don't think that this is going to work because his ex-wife started watching TikTok a lot and it made her get like empowered and feel like there's something better out there for her. And so she left him over it. And like him saying that, it was just like, the way that men think is ridiculous. And thank you so much for saying that because no way would I want someone who thinks that it's a problem that women see that they can be empowered and strong. And I was so disgusted by that. That was the la- I got back off you're Tinder like, right, right away. Like, I can't work. handle this. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. It definitely won't I can't work stand it. Because yeah. <laughs> your mindset is not the one for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. No, thank you. There's Goodbye. There's this prank show that, yeah, there's this new prank show Jensen and I started watching. I love pranks. We were talking about that. And this dude was pranking his wife, cool, cool. But I was not vibing with like his reasons why. And there's a girl on the prank. It's a prank panel of three people. One's Gabourey Sidibey. I don't know if you know her, black comedian. Mm. And she was kind of like picking up. That's what my vibe. She's like, cause he kept putting his wife down as the reason why. He's like, oh, we're both wedding planners and she thinks she's getting better than me, so I need to take her down a couple notches and like, no, get mm-hmm. out. That's your reason why you want to prank her. You want to, oh, she thinks she's getting better than you. And like, as they were pranking her and stuff, she would like say a line or a joke. He's like, mm, that's my line. She got that from me, no. Like, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> The more I see, like, it's really not difficult for me to stay single because I feel like there are a lot of very good men, but there are more men who are like that, at least like that I come across. And it's just like, I want no part in any of it. It's so gross how they treat people. I just saw this morning someone who thought it was funny to prank his wife. He shaved her head. 
Like they were just sitting there by like brushing their teeth or whatever. And he just like, went, and like went right here and shaved it. Oh. And he just thought it was so funny. And she's like, should I divorce him? Yes, you should. That's no respect. Yes. And he just thinks it's yes. funny. I'm like, yes, shave my head. That's crossing boundaries yes. that I'm not willing to deal yes. with. Yeah, for yeah. your jokes, like you're doing the most. You don't understand me on any level. You know, if you would do that, you have to really think about what's behind that. You know, if your man yep. is willing to go to that for his own gain, no. And that's yeah. why it's like, yeah, you should think about that. When you think of, should I divorce him? What else is he doing? How else is he treating you, you know, in that yep. relationship? And like that guy that I'm talking about, why? Why do men want to put us in a box? Oh, she's great. And I love her as long as she doesn't pass me. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah, she's amazing until she starts getting too good. She's too good. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, calm down now. Like, no. Yeah. It's <laughs> no. really hard because I am pretty successful, like, with my job. And I get told by a lot of people that I'm intimidating and they're just, like, not even willing to try because they are like, you make more than me. I can't do that. When I was married, my ex hated hated me being like he did not when I left uh, my job and then ended up coming back later he didn't want me to go back because he wow. didn't want me to be successful like he didn't support me at all and I've dated people since then who are very supportive and it like throws me off when I'm like I know it's probably hard for you to hear about all of my successes right now when you're struggling but they're like no way like and it's just like a weird feeling I've never been like supported by a man in that way they're always just intimidated and like make me feel less than I should feel and that's where we got to come together as women is expressed like where are we seeing this in our lives because it is prevalent it's something women have experienced we've been fighting for different rights right of equality and mindset and just to be seen as equals and it's still something that you see whether it's really little right and something that you can kind of let squeak by and you're like oh that's nothing or whether it's something really blatant it's still kind of there and that's where we got to mm -hmm. just come together and where those sisterhoods are important you know where but a lot of that starts within as well you gotta love yourself and start there and then reach out and love your sister too and yeah. help her out too, you know, because we are powerful and we can't keep letting people put the labels on us. And if we are going to have the labels, maybe change what that label means, you know, and get outside of these boxes and don't be afraid to be powerful because you just see it so, so much, whether it's at work or in a relationship, you know, you just see it so much. And that's really sad. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think that I'm very hopeful that the more that we start to stand up for ourselves and like defend supporting each other and all that, that men will have to step up and they won't have a choice and they'll like the mindset will change more because I think it's not a lot of their faults. They grow up being taught that way. And I don't think that they're intentionally being mean or putting us down or anything, some of them. And I'm just hopeful that eventually they're like, they're being raised by women who are more empowered and hopefully they'll like the next generation will be better than they are now. I hope. Yeah. I think changing, right. The more we're changing our mindsets and then raising our children's, it should change throughout the generations is the hope yeah. and the goal. So I like that you said that I kind of wanted to ask you, where do you think that comes from? You know, why is it there's such a divide you know, the way that men view women or we're viewed as emotional, you know, or mm -hmm. we're viewed as uh, clingy, you know, things right. like that, or the bitch, or why is it those labels are often kind of put on us often from, you know, society or wherever it's coming from? Yeah, I think that, like, it hasn't been that long. Like, when did women start working? Like, we used to just stay really? home. I feel like it hasn't been that long. So we're still yeah, being raised by people. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> and some of those people who lived like that, like, they're still alive. And that's, like, it's not that far, uh, like, separated from where we're at now. And I think it's just something that has to change over time because people get set in their way. Same with, like, racism. The older generations, it's worse with them 
because that's how it was as they grew up and then they teach their kids and like each generation I feel like is a little less that way but it has to eventually we have to grow out of that love it love it and starts with us yeah children show each other absolutely those mindsets it's actually it makes me really proud of how my daughters are of how I'm raising them it's like my youngest is the most like she will put anyone in their place there's no one that will walk over her and I'm so proud that I've raised her that way but also it's starting to suck because she has no problem calling me out like the other day (laughs) I was talking to her I don't remember what it was, but sometimes I like try to, I like fake guilt them. I'm like, please do it. I've done so much for you. I'll like beg them for something. And she's like, you don't get to do that. You don't get to treat me like that. And, I, and I'm like, I don't get to do that. I'm like, you're talking to me like I'm some awful person. But she's right, though. I don't get to do that. She gets to make her own decisions. And I'm like, geez, she's going to have no problem. She's so strong. It's crazy. So much. Yeah, she does it all the time, and I'm like, oh, and every single time I can't get mad, so I'm like, okay, well, that's how I'm teaching her. I'm teaching her to be that way, and I'm proud of her. Okay, do you think it's been long enough that I can try this? Yes. Okay, let's taste this it. First take. Oh, look at your mug. It's Haley's. It's so cute. It has a mushroom in the middle that's like sticking up. I can't tilt it because the this actually isn't bad. I could drink that. It's. It's not very hot anymore, though. <laughs> I let it sit too long. Okay. But it's not bad. I feel like it would help my throat, at least when I'm sick. Okay. Oh, the aftertaste isn't great. Yeah. When you put honey in it, okay. does it taste like honey? Because I don't like honey. Try it. Do you like agave? I don't think I've ever had that. Try agave. Is that like a type or of sugar? No, it's a plant. Oh, I didn't know that. Sweetener from a different plant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, since I don't drink coffee or tea, I don't ever, I don't sweeten things like that. I have no idea. So, okay, I'll get some. What don't you like about honey? The taste? Yeah, I think it's gross. I like honey, like if I make honey mustard, like that's good. Like honey Mm -hmm. in stuff as an ingredient is good, but like the taste Mm -hmm. of honey is gross. I could never just eat it on like by itself. Hmm. What do you sweeten with sugar? I don't have anything that I sweeten. Like, because I don't drink. You don't eat oatmeal. I don't eat oatmeal. Girl. I eat cereal, but I've never sweetened it. (laughs) The way you're looking at me. Cornflakes (laughs) or Cheerios? I do, but they're sweet enough for me. I don't add anything to them. I didn't even know that people do that. I did not oh, know that was a thing. You put sweetener right in. <laughs> you are blowing my mind. We are so much alike and we're so <laughs> opposite sometimes. <laughs> I, I literally, I've never heard of anyone sweetening it. I thought you only put sweetener in coffee or tea. There's nothing I put sweetener in. What do you mean? You don't sweeten that. There's nothing you can think of that you sweeten, Brittany. <laughs> I don't think I do. I eat things how they are. <laughs> Like, I eat, like, I know some people sweeten, like, Greek yogurt, but I don't. I just put, like, granola in with it and fruit, and the fruit makes it sweet. (laughs) Girl, this is foreign. You realize my mind is, like, exploding. Really? You do know you're talking to your best friend who grew up putting sugar on her spaghetti, right? You do know that. Did you not know that about me? Well, I know. I thought, like... Cause I know you you use spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) I know that people put like sugar in spaghetti sauce. Like when they're cooking, they like put sugar in the sauce. That's normal. But like on top of it, like you put spaghetti on your plate and then sprinkle with sugar. Get out. How much you're blowing my mind. The way I grew up, I'm gonna tell you how I grew up. So you can really see how my mind is exploding. In my household, our Kool-Aid used to be so sweet girl you would probably catch diabetes we would put like probably four cups like cups like four cups of sugar in our kool-aid probably like think how much sugar that is that's a lot to sweeten your gallon like one gallon of kool-aid that's a lot of sugar that's a lot of sugar what's normal i feel like it's usually like two cups or so. i haven't made kool-aid in a long time there's people that don't even sweeten it they're like it's already sweet like, no what? Kool-Aid needs sugar for sure. 
I've definitely met people like that. Okay, I'm not yeah, that crazy. Or maybe six. We put a lot. Like we put so much sugar. That would put, put me in a coma. Cornbread. We put sugar in our greens. I don't know. My mom put sugar on everything. Definitely sugar on your in greens. Spaghetti. Like on sugar. salad. No, like our collard greens. Like oh, I've never had that. Tinge. Yeah, sugar and cabbage. Like a little sweet cabbage. <laughs> sweet spaghetti like i to this day i've been weaning off obviously you know getting healthier the older i got but to this day even when i met jensen he's like sweet spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) he be trying to get me off of it so i'm weaning i still sweeten it just oh so extra But not like I grew up. Like sugar for me, I put sugar. So that's how much you're blowing my mind right now. Like um, we sugar everything. <laughs> I right now do not even have sugar in my house since I moved here. Since August, I have not had sugar. I so I've been cold. needing it for a couple things though, like that I'm cooking. That I'm like, dang it, I need sugar. So I put it on my list. So I'll have it soon. But I use it so little that, that it's literally only when I cook stuff. And I usually don't use it. What? Did you grow <laughs> up like this? Where did this come from? How long have you been like this? <laughs> I don't think I sweeten things Ooh, when I was I little. Know. I think that's just. <laughs> Is that how you grow up? No, tell me. I guess. I have no idea. I don't remember <laughs> growing up. No, I just know that I don't sweeten things. I never have. I only use sugar to bake. Like, if I'm baking cookies or something, I'll put sugar in it. That's it. What? (laughs) You look so blown away. I put sugar on sugar on sugar. Sugar on sugar on sugar. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember, though, like, when I was a kid. I don't remember. I don't know if this is normal. Do you remember when you were growing up? Do you have a lot of, like, really good memories of being little? Or do you only remember your trauma? I have a lot of good memories of being little. Me and my brother were talking a couple days ago. We, I don't remember anything good when I was young, like up until like 18. Like I don't, I have barely any memories and I know there was a lot of good. I remember like very few things. Like my mom would like come pick us up from school and take us to like Moab or something for the weekend and surprise us and like stuff like that. But very, very few, but mostly I just remember trauma. And that's it. And my brother was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any good memories either. What the heck? Like, oh. I don't know if it's just our memory, because I do think I have bad memory in the first place or what. But I don't remember my childhood at all. Where do you think that comes from? I have Is no it idea. Like you're suppressing them, you think? Or? I think some of it could be, but I don't know, because then why would it be like if you're suppressing memories, wouldn't you suppress the traumatic memories? Because I remember a lot of bad memories. It's just happy stuff. I don't know if I just didn't have a lot of happy stuff. I don't know. But I mm-hmm. I don't feel like I had a bad childhood. I feel like it was good, but I don't remember things. Aww, it's weird. Sad. I was just talking about childhood memories with Jensen and Fat. Like, do you remember playing on the playground? Hmm. Oh, oh I remember one time I was trying to do a flip on a bar. That's all I can remember is one time. I don't remember ever Aww. playing on a playground. Do you remember landing it or what happened or um i just remember like we used to get on the bar and tie our sweatshirt around our waist and like connect us to the bar so we wouldn't fall and then just spin around i don't so i don't think i fell or anything because i was tied with the sweatshirt but that's all oh. i remember oh yeah it's weird it's just that kind of memory yeah Not like a bunch of different ones that's but crazy. it's also yeah. i think i do like block things out because i also don't remember my marriage very much But that, I think, is mostly trauma. Like, I block it out. Because sometimes I remember, like, if I remember one little thing from when I was married, then it'll, like, open the door. And I remember a lot of things. And it's usually really bad. And I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe that was my life. So I feel like I just naturally just, like, block out parts of my life. And But ever since I got divorced, I remember every detail since then. I don't know. It's really weird. Maybe part of it is, like with the trauma and you may be trying to block out some of the trauma you've lost parts of the good too yeah or more of the good maybe in this case you know with that unfortunately and maybe 
depending if some things are being unlocked, like you said, in certain cases, and as you do self-work, some of those will unlock happier memories and childhood memories, just theorizing, you know, kind of from what I believe and what I study. But because I think about that with myself, I remember a lot of my childhood and a lot of good, a lot of that was good. But I do notice on that note, there are like maybe certain memories i wouldn't say large gaps or anything but there will be times maybe like i'm sitting with my kids and they'll be like oh do you remember such and such a memory and i'm like not really so it does happen you know Mm -hmm. and i do have kind of those periods but there's also trauma mixed in you know throughout my marriage and things like that as well Mm -hmm. and so i've thought about that with myself and even you know as whether it was related to the marriage itself or not, I was still dealing with a lot of trauma in my younger years that I had to work through. And so maybe you're just experiencing that, you know, whatever traumas you've had throughout your childhood and your earlier years and being married, your mind is probably just picking and choosing to hold on to certain parts. And maybe as you work through that, you know, it'll kind of re-exchange and say hey we can maybe lay some of the traumas down and pick up some of those happier memories you know mm-hmm. so I've thought about that but just kind of in a different aspect where I'm like why don't I remember some of those that sounds like a good memory with my yeah kids. I don't want to remember that it's weird know? there's a mm-hmm. on TikTok there's like a viral shadow work journal thing mm-hmm. that I bought when I was going to Mexico quite a few of us bought that book so I've been doing that not consistently. I've done a few pages and it asks questions about like when you were a child, like what, how this made you feel or whatever. So you can like work through some trauma. And it's like hard for me because I like read the question. I have to think so hard to be like, I don't remember this. And I have to like fight to pull out a memory of what like has to do with that. So maybe that'll help once I get through that. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. My sister bought me a shadow work book. I have not yet to open it if she hears this episode anytime soon. (laughs) She bought it like three years ago. I'm sorry, sis. (laughs) Did you ever? It's triggering. It's what? Oh, it's triggering. Yeah. Um, Did you ever read the poem journal thing? Not journal. The poetry book I got you? Yes. Oh, you did? It's back home. I wish I had it now. Yeah. I loved it so much. I need to read it now, too, because Addie was just asking me for some books to read, but- um, That's good. Speaking of her, she I gave her a meditation book earlier, I think a couple years ago too, which she just picked up recently and read and she was texting me and she's like, oh my gosh, mom, this book's amazing and it's been really helpful Aww. and great for me. So I'm glad you brought that up. I'll tell her I to look that. for that too. You yeah. Know. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm getting through a book right now about voodoo. Like, a, like really about voodoo or like a book, like a, okay. I can't read real stuff voodoo. like that. Like anything that's real, I can listen to an audible. But when I read, it has to be like romance or like some kind of book that is entertaining. I can't read the real stuff. I get so bored. I just fall asleep. Well, it's about a history in New Orleans, so I'm finding Mm. that I like reading history stuff and living. I'm trying to partake on all things New Orleans. I think last week I was telling you we were going on like a little road trip Mm -hmm. with Jensen's dad being here. And so he brought us a book about where we're going. So I'll be talking about that and letting you know how that goes on our next episode. But it's the Atchafalaya Achafalaya. That's cool. So is his dad there already or when is he coming? He is. Oh, he is there? He made it two days ago. Just like a day. He's barely been here. Yeah. That's exciting. His first full day here. Fun. Is Jensen there? Can he hear you? No. Okay. Because by the time we post this, it'll be after Christmas. So you have to tell us about your gift. I want all the details. Yes. Ooh, so, I keep hitting this. Yeah. <laughs> I got us him a cruise. Ooh. Yeah. So you told me it was a cruise, but didn't tell me like where or anything. Where is it going? So it's leaving here from New Orleans. I'm like, we can't not take advantage of a cruise when we're living. I can't believe you right have here. a port there. That's so cool. Yeah. That's like half the guesswork. It was so yeah, much. Yeah. I would go on cruises cruise. all the time. 
girl they had so many sales for christmas and then again like that's half because i was just looking at different vacations and i kind of want to you know we went to hawaii a couple years ago and i want to reduce just those vibes in general i'm like man looking at different vacations they're so expensive mm -hmm. i'm like freaking duh like cruises we're right here so you save majority price and yeah all those holiday deals i was like yes please sign me up so booked it it's a five-day cruise to the western caribbean oh it's so, gonna be amazing yeah we're going to cosmel mexico and then we're gonna go to the yucatan mexico wow. as well and have a couple days at sea i got us an oceanfront balcony oh. room oh it's, it's gonna be amazing really so, oh he's gonna he's love it and the thing with jensen is his love language is quality time one of them like he loves an experience so i always try to think about that you that's know that's so nice getting him something and really make it gifts gifts you know it doesn't really mean that much to him it's the experience and so i really plan that paid for both of us it's all paid for it's planned it's booked wow. it's counting down i've been working out every day trying to look my best feel my best oh that's so exciting and it's just a couple yeah, months away too once a vacation's booked i get so impatient so it's so it's nice it's only days. a couple yeah a counter let me look at my little widget counter on my phone I will tell you exactly how long because we are going in February. So it's going to line up too for our birthdays and Valentine's Day, which would be really dope. When is his birthday? Oh, wait. My bad. I got a song with my countdown. <laughs> Celebrate. Good times. Come on. <laughs> his is February 28th. Oh, that's perfect <laughs> that's timing then. Take off my glasses. I got one month, 13 days, 23 hours, 41 minutes, and 20 seconds. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait for him to find out. That's so exciting. Are we still going to try to go on a cruise at the end of next year? Would you, you say? still want to? Are we still going to try to go on a cruise at the end of next year? I'm down. Be fun. I'm going to try to save my money. Yeah, in my life. yeah, I was looking up um flights to New Orleans in February, like towards like the end of February. And there's one they're having sales right now. I hope I can buy it before the sales are gone. But through Delta, it was only 300 bucks round trip. Ooh. And I was girl. like, that's so nice. That's if I was going to go the weekend we were planning, it was like close to 800. So it works out better, I think. I don't think it's worth paying that much yeah, to go for Mardi Gras way anyway. Better. So that is way, that'll way be better. good. Yeah. So as soon out. as I have the money, then I will check the dates with you and get it. But it seems like it'll be cheap. And yeah. after our last conversation about Broadway, I started looking at who's coming here. And the Broadway show that the girls really want to go to New York to see is six. And okay. they are coming here in January. So I'm adding that to their Christmas gifts. We're going to go Yay! see six. I'm so excited. I've never been to a Broadway show, so it'll be the first one for all of us. It's so expensive, oh, though. It. It's so expensive. I, I feel like, like, I looked at, like, the expensive seats, and it was, like, close to 600 for the three of us to go. But if we sit in the very back of the top, like, thing, it's only, like, 200 bucks. And I'm like, I feel like it'll be fine for us to just go and sit in the very it's back. It's your first. And yeah. Everyone, you know. Yeah. Just get the experience and start going and love it. I love that you did that because it's really reminiscent. My mom used to always, like, my mom introduced us to theater, and we would go to musicals, so... It just That's gives cool. me mom vibes, you know, yeah. warm and cuddly. I just love her. experiences. Yeah. Like every, yeah. I realized last night every gift I got them is an experience. All yeah, of it. So they have nothing. And that's why I do like the whole big Christmas thing of giving it to them because they don't have anything to open. It's all experiences. But they like that the best anyway. So I'm excited. It, it does so much more like people getting caught up in all these gifts and the wrong thing 
you know, at Christmas time that they don't appreciate half mm-hmm. the time. And, you know, it's like, what do you get people anymore these days? Yeah. You know, I actually saw, do you know Elise Myers on TikTok? Mm-hmm. She is super popular, but she just made a post the other day that said, like, what if instead of like buying everyone in your family gifts, everyone just buys themselves something so then like Mm -hmm. the cost doesn't matter nothing matters because it's just for yourself and then when you get together you open your gift that you got yourself and like everyone gets to know you better because they see like what you chose for yourself and like why you like that and and then i saw someone comment that said it would be fun to wrap them all in the same wrapping paper and put it in the middle and then when you open it you have to guess whose gift it is and I think that sounds like way less pressure, way less expensive. Like it means everyone's actually getting what they want. I feel like I'm going to like with my kids, I wouldn't do that, obviously. But like when it's like your extended family, I feel like that would be so much better. I so, love that. I love that. Is she a um, yeah. life coach? Like no, she's that. just like funny like it's, she's so uplifting she got famous because she posted about a date story that she had about tacos like her date they went through a drive-thru at taco bell and he ordered like a hundred tacos and then made her pay for it and then just took them all <clears throat> like you have to hear the story like it's actually really funny but that's what like blew up but then the way she talks is just so like relatable like she's kind of like goofy and nerdy but like so real and everyone just relates to her and loves her and yeah she's just awesome that's a vibe and i love that christmas idea that's amazing like yeah i'm gonna tell my family yeah and it's and i feel like when i buy stuff for my family i don't ever know what the heck to get it's so hard and sometimes they get me things i want but sometimes not and it's just because we don't know what like we don't live with each other anymore we don't know what we want or need and i just feel like it would be so much better and it's an excuse to spend the money on yourself because we don't really spend a lot of money on ourselves like around christmas time especially so i think that sounds like a great plan Yeah. yeah I'm going to keep that in mind and use that going forward because have people get to know you, save the money, you know, yep. and have it be more of a bonding experience instead of a stress factor. Right. I get stressed you know? about buying my family gifts, so I think it would help and so you much. Focus. And you <coughs> yep. lose all the focus, right? Or you could be happy, change those frequencies mm-hmm. around it, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, do you give them a gift card? Gift cards don't get used. Do you give cash? It's so impersonal. Like, you get so lost in all the different things. Yeah. And my family has, like, different amounts that they're able to spend. Like, my brother Mm -hmm. sent me um, two backpacks that he was thinking about getting my dad. They're super nice ones. And he was like, will you, like, somehow sneakily find out which color he would like more? So I acted like I was buying it for my brother. But when I clicked on the links so I could take a screenshot to send it to my dad, they were $500 each. And I'm like, and he always like, he's bought my dad AirPods. Like he just, he has the money to do it. And so he buys things that he knows that they'll like. And so then it comes to me and I'm like, I got my dad a big pack of different barbecue seasonings. That's like, has like 20 different kinds. Like I, my gift was $20. I can't do that. So I just feel like I would feel so much less pressure and it would be so nice to do that. Do you think if you ever pitched that idea, your family would be down for it? I'm going to ask them. My mom's coming over tomorrow for our party with my nephews and my kids. And I'm going to ask. So we'll see. I don't think my dad's family would, but I usually only, but I don't do like all my step siblings and stuff on that side of my family. It's just my mom's side of the family that does all the drawing and we all get each other stuff. So I feel like that's where I would want to do it. I like it. This year we did the making the gifts. Okay. Did I? Oh my gosh, we haven't talked about that? No. It was was so funny, Nikki. I, so my brother, I got my brother and I made him, I did embroidery and it's just like cactuses and at the top it says, don't be a prick. And I framed it and gave it to him. And then I made him some like Christmas decorations. And then my kids had my nephews. So it's like, you have to make something for a, they're like five and two or three. 
So like little kids, what are you going to make them that they appreciate? So we like got little kids right. wooden toys and they just painted them. And my brother, it was so funny. He wanted to make um, my kids like a resin square thing that has stuff inside of it. And so he made it for them and they didn't dry. They're still not dry. It's been like two weeks. They're still sitting what? up there not dry. It did not work out at really? all. Yeah. Oh. It was really funny, but it caused a lot of stress for all of us trying to make the gifts. And we're like, my mom came up with the idea. And she's like, it would be such a good idea to make the gifts because she like owns a candle making company and stuff. And so I expected her to give candles, but she didn't. She actually made different things. She made my um, sister-in-law a painting that's like amazing. But yeah, it was too much pressure to make the gifts. So I think next year we're going to yeah. try the new thing. We'll see. That would kind of be a lot. Like, it sounds fun on the surface, but then it's like... When you're not, not creative, crafty, yeah. Yeah. And I am not. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. And then, like you said, depending on who you have for the little kids, that makes it that much harder. Yeah. You know, if it's all adults or something, like, yeah, let's just make a candle or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> but it was really funny. Like, it did end up being fun. And my two brothers made my mom and my stepdad like a coffee table that was super nice with like shelving and everything on it it was Dang. nice are they actually like wood people no they figured out how to do it because my brother i guess bought like a wood saw and some other tools a couple months ago and hasn't used them so he wanted an excuse to figure out how to use them so they figured ah, it out that's cool that was really good wow yeah wow that's a vibe. Look at y'all being creative and stuff. <sighs> we tried. It was fun. Like a holiday but I got all my stuff put together for my kids for our Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm going to post pictures of it all when I get it all pulled up. I got my crickets. They came. I didn't get the chocolate covered ah! ones because they didn't look like crickets. And I was like, that's not quite as creepy because it just looks like chocolate. So I got this kind that came with three flavors. It has like Cool Ranch, barbecue, and something else. And they're just crickets, Nikki. Oh, it's so gross. If one of them eats it, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. But I'm making it so everything has will? like, I think so. I think I'm gonna say, so each thing that I have set up is worth a certain amount of points. And the crickets are worth like more points than most stuff. And then I'm going to say whoever wins gets 20 bucks. And if you do everything, then you get an extra 10. So I'm hoping that'll like incentivize them to do it. One of the yeah. things I'm doing, so Addison is very shy. She doesn't like to be like in front of people and stuff. And yeah. so one of the things I'm doing is telling them they have to go live on TikTok and sing the national anthem. <laughs> and I'm just gonna die if she does that. It'll be like so hard for her, so it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Oh, this is gonna be good. It is. I'm excited. I cannot wait. I'm I so can't ready. wait. How will be week fun? Good. I slept so much. I think because I'm still getting over being sick. Like my throat is still oh. bad, and I literally slept like until one most days. I had to take my kids to school and then come back and go back to sleep. But I just feel like I just needed rest, and that's all I did. I slept. Good. So Good. I feel – today I woke up at 9. Thank goodness. I feel like I'm getting back to normal, but I've just been Good. exhausted. So how was your week? I had a good week. What did I do? Um. Oh, college. I finished out the semester. Yay. Ooh, how much I longer do you have left? Business. I got six courses left. Yay. So I'm working on my digital entrepreneurship. I did complete my certificate in it already. I did that in the summer. And then I transferred into a full MBA in digital entrepreneurship. So I've got six courses left in that. And so I just finished a legal course. Girl, business law. Is yeah, <laughs> really? I'm so proud of you. I just remember for so long, it was like one of your biggest goals, but it was like you had to jump through hoops to get everything figured out to get started. And it yes. was a lot to go through. So the fact that you're like in yes. it and sticking to it and finishing out, like I'm so freaking proud of you. And maintaining a 4.0, oh, y'all. That's amazing. Choo -choo shiny oh. shiny my gpa is so important because that was part of my hoops before yeah so 
I'm just keeping this shiniest GPA. I make that president's list every term. Aww. I'm very proud. I'm putting in the work, but I let my brain rest this week. It felt good. <laughs> yeah, I bet. When do you start again? Like in a week or two? January like 2nd. They put oh. us right in. But it should be an easier class. I was looking at the six that I have left and... You know, I do need to change the language around it. But what I was getting ready to say is math is not necessarily my strong suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Working on changing that and the frequencies around it. But I've got some like statistic courses. I'm not necessarily the most excited. So I think after this, because business is easy. Business in English, I've always been like a linguistic and a right brain person and creative and that has always come very, very easily to me. Mm-hmm. And so math and statistic and analytics, I've had to work a lot harder for. Yeah. Not that I can get it. I just got to work harder for it. And it's not as exciting. Yeah, yeah I agree. When I took statistics, uh, Nephi was my boss and he helped mm-hmm. me through all of it. I could not figure that crap out. He sat with me and showed me how to do all of it. And he's the reason I got through that class. Because especially doing it online, it's hard. But I feel like you might need to reach out to some people if you need help. I can't help you. So, uh, I'm if I could. gonna reach out to you, <laughs> yes. Might need to get a tutor, I don't know. Especially on a graduate level, that might really be like next level. Yeah. But I don't want to say, because I have like a business finance, which may not be as scary as the statistics i'm not too sure but i don't want to stack them up at the end where i have back to back especially yeah, after going through this be hard. course mm-hmm. because it was very arduous it was a tough course and so i'm like okay i'll take a break with this fun business course but i'm probably gonna get back at it and jump into another hard one and try to pace them so I'm just not like, oh, I did all the fun, nice, easier ones. And then I'm stuck with these really hard ones back yeah. to back at the end. That's smart. You know? I just remember, like, a lot of people we worked with have taken those classes. So I mm-hmm. would reach out to people if you need help. And don't they do, like, free tutoring, too? I haven't been in admissions in a long time, but I feel like yeah, they do that. They got the tutoring, at least on undergrad. I would think it yeah. exists on the graduate level. You know, yeah, I would just look into it before you like get behind and stressed because then that's when you start like shutting down, you know. Before I register, are you kidding me? Yeah, get Get all that figured out. We are pre pre planning, yes, yeah, that's rough. (laughs) But I feel good. What else happened this week? My dad came in town. That was great. Excited to have him here. And he loves how I design next door. Yeah. He's been really excited. Oh, is he staying over there? Yeah. Have I shown you on video yet? I don't think so. Mm -mm. I saw when you first went out. Yeah. You have to show me. That's exciting. For those, I can't remember if we talked about this, but Nikki, when she moved to New Orleans, they bought a duplex. Her boyfriend did with his family and so the other side of the duplex they're trying to figure out either renting it out doing airbnb whatever is, ends up working out but so that's why she decorated the entire side it was so cute when i did see it but that was before you did anything to it so yeah i definitely want to see that's I'll awesome upgrade yeah upgrade yeah and yeah. show you that but he's been giving me kudos which makes me happy and then last night so new orleans and christmas is a totally different vibe and it's just been really pretty and when i live in salt lake there's the fancy part that they call the avenues and so jensen and i every year would drive into the upper avenues where all the rich people are with the huge houses and they put all the fancy fancy lights and it makes me happy i'm a christmas gal we were talking about this and i love lights that's my jam and so we would do that especially when it snowed i'm like let's go for a drive and so here we recreated that we don't have cars out here we left our cars in salt lake and so we recreated that when his dad because his dad drove in and we went it's saint charles avenue here and saint charles is the big shindig and to do and so i'll send you videos of that too that you can put on our page but I they will. go out on St. Charles and you got the streetcar that can take you out there. Or you can drive and 
those houses were so pretty some of them had moving drummer drummer boys or like life-size big old nutcrackers and just gorgeous so we did that and then some late night ice cream oh that's fun it's crazy how much people go all out to decorate because i think about like how expensive is how expensive it is just to decorate like your christmas tree to like buy all the things that you need like it's expensive yes so to do like the entire outside of your house like not even a little bit but like that much like Holy cow. It's a lot. Especially to be bougie with it. Like, yeah. I've been really like, oh, I got a good money year. I'm going to do a bougie tree this year. Huh. And you go to places <laughs> like Pier One, them bougie type places too? Girl. It's so, so much. much. I buy me and the girls a Christmas ornament every year because it just it adds up so now i have quite a few nice ones because i can't just buy a whole tree it's so expensive actually not trying to be bouge and things yeah some money so i can imagine like what these people these are the rich rich folks manifesting that for our future (laughs) we are we drawing it in we getting into energetic alignment um We've been going through this course. That's been great. I've been having all kinds of good energies and fireworks. Not good this week is my fantasy football, but it's fine. I haven't done fantasy football for a couple years, but I should. Because I love the feeling of kicking the guy's trash and just like winning makes me so happy. I love it. So I've got to do that again. It does. And I'm competitive and I just Mm -hmm. love to win. So my boyfriend is the commissioner and he got me into it. This is my third year playing. I made second place my first year. I made first place. I was the champ last year. And now I'm in the semifinals. I'm trying to win again and be the champ this year. That's awesome. This is my dilemma. I won last time I did it. Next year, you got to have me do it with you. I'll do it with you guys. Get in. in. It's so fun. So here. It is fun. Taking it in. And so last week, I had this guy, and I put him on my bench, and he scored so high. Oh, that's the worst. I had two guys on my bench score fairly high, and two star players on my bench did diddly poo. And I'm like, and I lost. I'm like, really? But it's okay, because I already had a spot in the semifinals. <laughs> this is the semifinals, and I'm against the same guy that I barely lost to last week. Grr. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took out these two guys that were my star players, especially the one. His name is Puka Nakua. And I've had Puka in there, and he's unpredictable. I haven't had a need to ever take him out, but he did diddly poo the last two weeks, <laughs> and he broke my heart he got me seven <laughs> points last week seven so i took him out that's Don't you funny know puka put up 32 points last night and i'm like puka stupid nakua <laughs> <laughs> so how dare he i'm not like losing i'm still projected to win like everything's weird this week that was an early that's the thursday game we got a saturday game and a sunday game i'm still projected to win against my opponent and then i'm gonna move on for anybody who don't like football but this has been bothering me this week (laughs) (laughs) it really does like affect how you feel because it's it you especially if you're competitive i get so into it it's like all i care about during football season it's so fun I want to win and this stupid (laughs) guy for two weeks and Brittany and you know and we're manifesting and I was trying to like go in and I promise you girl like right before the game 10 minutes I swear I had a gut feeling to probably just put him in anyway but it's hard because I have a good team and I'm like who do I put him in instead of so that was part of the hang up especially when he was like womp womp with seven points can't afford a seven point and i take you so i was fighting that gut natural right and part of my heart too he was going against the saints and so i was leading with my heart and believing in the saints that's your downfall you can't play with your heart yeah go with the gut every time yes (laughs) you went to the game again didn't you 
Yes, and we did win. So that's Yay. also part of my highlights. We won last week. Last night, we lost terribly. Okay. They were bumbling idiots. I don't know what was going on, but on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you guys get to go to the games. That's so fun. Yes. And I, and I know Jensen that. loves it. Yeah, send yes. me all the things. You got to send pics from the game, pics from Coyote Ugly, and Coyote there was a video. Oh, and you looking at the Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. Send all the things. St. Charles. So we were going to talk about mindset this week. We're already over an hour. Do you still want to talk about it? I feel like I have a lot to say about mindset. Should we just save it for I next do. time? I think we should. Yes. Okay. Yep. Let's save it. Is there anything else we should add? Should we end it here? I think we should end it. This was an amazing week, but that's how our energy yeah. is. We can just talk and yeah. talk. That's why we decided to do this because we don't even need to like plan things to talk about because I feel like we just always have like love catching up with you. I love that we just have good energy and good things to talk about and it just makes this easy. And I feel like the biggest thing in doing something for yourself and like being successful is that it's something that's easy and comes naturally. And I think that the more you like plan it, the more you write down like I'm going to talk about this and this and this, the more in your head you get and then our like real energy doesn't come through and it's not the same so that's what i love so much about this it's it takes years for podcasts to really go anywhere but it's like so much fun that it doesn't even matter it is so So mindset next week that's gonna be amazing i do have some great things i can't wait to hear what you have to say and then me too we'll be getting into some new year goalie things yeah after that so a lot of good things coming up but yeah it's gonna be amazing yeah all right well we will see you next week we post on tuesdays at one mountain standard time and i hope you all have the best week bye